it's true that when we really worship God, we magnify Him, we fulfill our calling and destiny because we are created to praise Him. And when you fulfill your destiny, your heart is being made full. You are being satisfied. You're just being full in yourself. So that's how great He is. So today we will see how God wants each one of us, every one of us, to be strong. But in order to say that, oh, I am strong, you cannot just say, I am strong. But you need to be tested. Are you really strong? Be strong in God. And today we will look from the lessons that we can learn from Job. Because there are many messages of um, examples of patience and suffering. But there is one example that we will look today. It's from the life of Job. And God wants you and me in this world. We are being children of God. And God doesn't put us in a bubble. Meaning, we are in a protective thing, you know. And that's not how God does with us. Because when we live in this world, you still get sick. Even though we are God's children, we still have problems. We still have suffering. We still experience pain. Just like parents here who have children, when your child are small, you bring them to the doctor. And the doctor will in, put injection with vaccine. Now the little child will just cry out. Because it's painful for him or her. But the parents know, this is for your good. Even though you cry now, it's okay. Your cry is only for a short time, but this is for your good. So the same thing with God. God doesn't shield us from everything that happened in this world. But he promised he will be with us even though through the valley of the shadow of death. So his promise is not that we will not experience tears, sufferings, but his promise that you will not walk through it alone. That he will be there with you. So the purpose of the message today is for us to be strong under adversity and suffering. Because when you are strong, when everything is well, well, it doesn't prove anything. But when you are under adversity, opposition, you are in the suffering. And through it, you continue to be strong. Now, that's a proof. Now, when you see the first picture, 
can you please put up? When you see the first picture, you know, just like uh, weightlifting, you cannot suddenly lift 50 kg. You cannot. You need to train and start it small until you build your strength. Finally, you can lift heavier. So it needs training. It needs really being tested. Can you pass the 10 kg? If you can pass 10 kg, then you can go on with 15. So everybody, it's not only about the weightlifter, but every one of us in this world, we all will be tested. The test will come because by the test, God will find out. Are we approved or not? So let's read from Proverbs 18, verse 14. How we can be strong. Proverbs 18, verse 14. A man's spirit will endure sickness, but a crushed spirit who can bear. So in this verse, when you see there is sickness, what's the key to endure and to come out of sickness? The key is in the spirit. The spirit will endure the sickness. But if the spirit is crushed, then it's kind of very difficult, hopeless. Proverbs 17, verse 22. A joyful heart is a good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. So the key to be strong, even though we experience sickness, suffering, the key is in your heart. The key is in your spirit. So now we find this out. How we can be strong, it depends in our insight, inner man. Now we are uh, human beings. It consists of three parts, three part types. Just like in 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 23, it says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we, different than any other creation, different than any other animals, we are created in the image of God. God created us having a spirit, having soul, which is mind, will, emotion. That's your soul. And we have body. So, come back to the Proverbs. If you want to be strong in your body, 
your spirit has to be strong. If you feed your body only, but you never feed your spirit, your spirit becomes weak. One of the signs that, uh, you know, we feed our spirit man by the Word of God, by prayer and the Word. That's how we feed our spirit. Now, if we started to not reading, not meditating, but we do every other things, then our spirit becomes weak. And when things happen, the signs that your spirit is weak, you become overwhelmed. You become fearful. Now, the intimidation of the devil starts to get into you. Oh, what happened? What happened if I die? What happened if this sickness is this and that and that? When we start to become fearful, that means that's one of the symptoms that our spirit is weak. But even more so, the Proverbs say your spirit can be crushed. This is even worse. And one of the scriptures says, one of the way that your spirit can be crushed is by sorrow. When you are so saddened and grieved, and you don't want to get up from the grief, you're just being there in despair, discouragement, disappointment. And if you keep being there, your spirit is being crushed. So, this is very important. How we can be strong. You and I have to feed our spirit man. God has made it available to us. We as the pastors here, we pray for you. We Deliver the word. We seek God. God, what is your word that you want to speak to your church? But after that, after this, it's up to you. It's your choice. You need to keep feeding your spirit day by day in the secret place. Yes, we come here to be built up. But God is calling each one of us to the secret place. And once you come to the secret place, even though it looks so simple, nothing going on, but you continually, faithfully, with the word and prayer, meditating on it, you build strength. In your inner man. So today we will look how how is the inner man of Job that what happened to him he can pass. Oops. Sorry. Uh, next slide, please. 
So we will learn the lessons from Job, how he can overcome the suffering that he had because he had this thing in his inner man that we need to learn. Number one, he has foundation. This is from Job chapter 1, verse 8. And the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man who fears God and turns away from evil? So number one, how can Job come through, come out of his suffering? Because he already had the foundation. If you see, this is the testimony of God himself. God is testifying this man, Job, my servant. Look at him. God says, blameless, upright, fears God, turns away from evil. And when we look at this, if you want to be blameless, you want to be upright, there must be a reason. Because he fears God. You know, someone who fears God, what does it mean? In Psalm 33, it says, the fear of the Lord is believing that whatever God speaks, it will happen. So the fear of the Lord is believing that every word of God just like that, it will happen. So that fear of the Lord puts him into, uh-oh, if God says, every word that I speak will be brought into judgment, then I better fear not to speak however I like. So the foundation that makes him living a life that is blameless, upright, turning away from evil because he knows there is a 24-hour CCTV that is watching us. We need to be aware wherever we go, God is watching over you. Some people Sometimes when they do some things, they don't know that they are caught by the cameras, right? And can you imagine, whatever we speak, whatever we do, whatever we think, whatever we imagine, desire in our hearts, everything, all of it is being recorded by God's CCTV. So Job, why God is saying he fears God. If you fear someone who is above you, then you will take thoughts to your action, to your speech, to your behavior. Because one day, the sovereign God will ask you to be accountable. And this is very important. That's why, let's pray. Lord, I want the fear of the Lord. If you have the fear of the Lord, 
you will obey. The sooner you obey, that means you know the fear of the Lord better. This is what I also learned. If I still bargaining with God, God, when you say I have to do this, um, I don't think so. What about this? What about that? We start to reason with God. We start to argue. We start to bargain. And what the Bible say, Abraham, when he was asked to sacrifice his only son, which was promised to him long time ago. And when God asked Abraham to sacrifice, it says, the next day, early in the morning, he got up and he obeyed. That's fear of the Lord. Number two. What does Job has that in the inside of him, he has this understanding? Now, let me give you the background. You know, and Job did not know this background, okay? In chapter 1, chapter 2, what happened in the courts of heaven, Job did not know. So, God was saying to his angels and also Satan, Look at my servant Job. He is blameless, upright, fears the Lord, turns away from evil. And then Job said, uh, Satan said, Okay, Lord, because you put your protection around Job, you bless all that he has. And Job, having 10 children and a lot of possession, he was the greatest man in the East. Now you can imagine, now we look at the magazine to find out who is the richest man. Now Job was the greatest man in the East. Now at that time, the East, from where Abraham also came, that was the place where it was civilized. So knowing that, that Job was the greatest man, the wealthiest, he had so much property, wealth. And Satan said, look, because you bless him, Lord, because you protect him, Lord, then God said, okay, you can try him. Only don't touch the person. So Satan in his seal to prove in one day, he killed the ten children one day. Ten children, all gone. And also, not only the children, all the donkeys, all the camels, all the property in one day, all gone. And you can imagine how Satan was eager. Okay, let me blow up his property and let's see what happened to him. And you know what happened? This is what we read in Job 1, 20 until 22. Then Job arose and tore his robe and shaved his head and fell on the ground and worshipped. And he said, naked I came from my mother's womb and naked shall I return. 
the Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this, Job did not sin or charge God with wrong. So now we see how can Job accept all these things that happened to him when all his children, all his wealth is being wiped out in one day. Because he had this understanding that in this earth, we need to travel light. Sometimes when we already possess so many things, you know, all the possession becomes things that weigh us down. We started to think, oh, what about my factory? Oh, what about my work? Oh, what about my house? What's going to happen if this happened to my house? Oh, what about my car? So what we possess sometimes weigh us down. We have all these worries. We have all these things that we try to maintain. We try to keep because we think that we possess them. We own them. But Job, the perspective that he has, he said, naked I came and naked shall I return. Now we need to realize this thing. When we come to this earth, we do not bring anything. Nothing. And when we die, you cannot even bring a coin When my older sister died, I understand what it means to leave nothing, to leave everything behind. Because we, the family, now we all have to take care of everything that was left behind. And it makes you realize nothing. It's really nothing you can take. You cannot even... You know, nothing. Empty. So we need to realize if, because every one of us, one day, we will die. And that's why we need to detach our hearts from what we have. Not causing our possession to really attach, really like clinging to us. And maybe we can examine our own hearts. What are the things that you cherish the most? If what you cherish the most, some usually you spend more time for that thing. You spend a lot of time for that thing. Now, we need to examine our own hearts. Find out, is there anything that is still clinging to me? Because one day, everything will be gone from our lives. And it says, Job continued, the Lord gave, the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So in here, we see that Job 
recognize and acknowledge the sovereignty of God. You know, Job did not know that he was tested by God. Job did not know the conversation between God and the devil. He knew nothing at all. So he just receiving the blows like one day, all this bad news coming to him, and he didn't know. But I can say that he felt it in his heart that God was testing him. But here when you read, the Lord gave, the Lord taken away. When you read this, that means Job acknowledged God. Even though I don't understand what happened, all these bad things happened to me, and I don't do any wrong. I did not live in sin. He did not have an explanation. He did not get the reason why this thing happened. But he acknowledged there is a God above who is sovereign. God is above everything. He knows everything that happened in your life. Whether it's good or evil, He knows it. And because God is sovereign, He gives permission. God never plans evil, never. He never does evil. But He gives permission for example, for Job, he gave permission for Satan to strike Job in order to test him. So, Job knows, Lord, you know everything that happened to me. And you are sovereign. If I can eat, if I can still live, it's because of your sovereignty. And that's why he can say, blessed be the name of the Lord and worshipped. And in all this, Job did not sin or charge God with wrong. This is the true fear of God. When you know God is good, no matter what happened in your life, God is Still good. Maybe you don't understand it now. But one thing you need to understand for sure. God is good. In my school years, we had to read the Bible five times in a you know, five times plus one more in depth. And during that time, in a short time, only three months, when I read the Bible from beginning until the end, there's only one main message. God is good. Period. It's not question mark. No, it's period. No matter what happened, God, He is good 
in His nature. And number three, after His children died, all of them, His possession was being gone in one day. And then Satan said to God, sorry, God first say, look at my servant Job. Even though you ask me to test him, look, he still, he still hold on to his integrity. And he did not sin. Wow. But then Satan said, okay, God, that was his possession. Now, a man will pay everything for his life. Why don't you touch his skin, his life, his flesh? And Satan say, and he will curse you to your face. And God say, okay. I give you permission to test him. You can touch his body, but don't take his life. So this is what happened in chapter 2. And Job still did not know what's happening in all the conversation that God had. And now, after all the children gone, the possession, now he was sick with such a sickness that his friends who came to visit, the friends were crying. Oh no, what he's going through is very bad. And they were, they were speechless. All friends, they were just sat down, wept seven days, seven nights, without words. Because they saw how great was his pain. Now can you imagine? And if you have like internal sickness, maybe you feel inside also, but Job, all the skin, he said, it seems like worms covering my skin. So maybe he felt in his nerves, the worms was like eating, you know, like tingling his nerves. And he took a pottery and scraped his body with it. And this is what we read in Job 2, verse 9 and 10. Then after Job was sick, his wife said to him, Do you still hold fast to your integrity? Curse God and die. Now you hear this before. Satan was speaking the same thing to God. And Satan was putting words into Job's wife. Curse God and die. But in verse 10, Job said to her, You speak as one of the foolish women will speak. Shall we receive good from God and shall we not receive evil? In all this, Job did not sin with his lips. So we know the, the spirit, the inner being of Job, he holds to this covenant commitment. Just like... Um, Marriage, why God uh, instituted 
a family because he wants to show what it means to be in covenant commitment. You learn to be faithful in good times and in bad times. You don't just going through good times and when bad times come, okay, bye-bye. That's not covenant commitment. So Job understands that if he is in covenant with God, God can bless him with all things good, but when bad things come, it doesn't mean that, God, you are so not good to me. So, in this covenant commitment, this is amazing that Job can understand. Shall we not receive evil from God? Can you comprehend this? One time, this first just makes me cry very hard. Because this first, I understood it in my life. Sometimes we do need to receive bad things that happen to us. Even though we don't know why. Lord, why this happened to me? You don't know why. But just like Job, he doesn't have the reason. But he said, shall we not receive suffering? Shall we not receive Pains, adversity. And be sure, if you are in a covenant commitment, that your commitment will be tested. It will. Everyone. No one will pass this. No one will uh, not be tested. Job 23, verse 10. But he knows the way that I take. And when he has tried me, I shall come out as gold. This is Job's desire in his heart. Okay, Lord, I receive whatever happened to me, whether it's good or bad. Because no matter what happened, I know that gold is tested in the fire. And I want to come out as gold. If you come out as wood, stubble or hay, the fire will eat you up. Gone. But if you want to come out as gold, it's okay. It's okay, Lord, to be in the fire. And James 5, verse 11, it says, Behold, we consider those blessed who remain steadfast. You have heard of the steadfastness of Job, and you have seen the purpose of the Lord, how the Lord is compassionate and merciful. So every one of us, when we go through the test, remember what we learn from Job. When you are being tested, you have to be steadfast. Persevere. You will be tested in your marriage. You will be tested in your workplace. You will be tested maybe in the church. In your community, maybe in your care cell, you will be tested. But remember this one thing, you have to remain steadfast. Some people, when they have the 
problem, suffering. They feel uncomfortable and they say, okay, let me move to other place where I can be comfortable. But here, when we say about being steadfast, you don't move. You stay under pressure. That means persevere. You endure and you learn just like Job that the Lord is compassionate and merciful. In all this, the Bible testifies that all the bad things, suffering that is so great in Job's life, it's all only pointing that God is merciful. God is full of compassion. He will not, He will not put boundaries of the suffering that you have. He will put limit to the suffering that you experience. And it will only prove that God is merciful in your life. And the last one, number four. This is amazing. Job 19 verse 25, he said, For I know that my Redeemer lives, and at the last He will stand upon the earth. And after my skin has been thus destroyed, yet in my flesh I shall see God, whom I shall see for myself, and my eyes shall behold, and not another. My heart faints within me. And you know the book of Job is thought to be written as one of the oldest book in the Bible. And Job, being that, living in that age, not having a Bible, not understanding the conversation in the courts of heaven, but he inside, he believed in his spirit, he can see and he said, my Redeemer lives. When he said, my Redeemer, it means that he belongs. It's not your Redeemer, it's mine. I have a Redeemer. You know, being redeemed means you regain what you have lost. You lost your possession. You lost maybe your life, your future. But being redeemed means everything that you have lost is being taken back and restored to you. You believe this for your life. Everything that you have lost, God can redeem. So that means everything in your past, all the bad things in your past, God still can redeem for those who believe. My Redeemer, I have a connection. I belong to my Redeemer. And he said, my Redeemer lives. It's not that he had lived in the past, but he is living. That means my hope is alive. My hope is not dead. My hope is there. And when he said, my Redeemer, that means this is the concept of kinsman Redeemer that we read in Ruth. Someone who is close, someone who is still related in the family will redeem. 
So Jesus in Hebrew, he says, Jesus like our big brother, Jesus came to become a ransom for us. He paid the price by giving himself up. And when Job say, I know, I have a redeemer. And later on in Exodus, God told Moses, I am a redeemer. I will redeem my people Israel from Egypt. And Job said, my redeemer at last, he will stand upon the earth. Now Job is being prophetic. He talks because he saw the future. God is going to come and he will stand on the earth. And even he said, even my skin is destroyed. I shall see God. So he's talking about resurrection from the dead. Even though I was destroyed, yet I will see God in my flesh. Oh, I long for him. And this is exactly what God says, what will happen. And we will see that this prophecy will be fulfilled one day. In Zechariah 14 verse 4, On that day, his feet shall stand on the Mount of Olives that lies before Jerusalem on the east. And the Mount of Olives shall be split in two from east to west by a very wide valley. So that one half to the mount shall move northward, northward and the other half southward. So when God, He will come. He will stand upon the earth on Mount of Olives. And the Mount of Olives will be split when Jesus came. So you can be strong like Job if our spirit believes the fear of God. There is a God who is sovereign. Number two, you believe that we have to travel light. God gives, God takes. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And number three, you have to stay in the covenant commitment no matter what happened. Number four, you believe in your heart. You can see the future that you have redemption with God. Let me ask the musicians to come forward. Let's just prepare our hearts. Ask Him to give us the grace to be strengthened in our spirit man so that we can persevere. We can be steadfast just like Job. Let's all stand up together and let's sing, Lord, you are holy. You are holy, Lord. God Almighty, we praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. We praise you, Lord.